Picture yourself wrapped in its softness. Whether you're enjoying a captivating TV show, gathered around a crackling campfire, or cheering for your favorite football team, Minky understands your fall cravings. Our blankets are tailor-made for those heartwarming autumn vibes. With a variety of colors, they're perfect for complementing the hues of fall, as well as showing off your team pride with their vibrant team colors. And the best part? We've got sizes for the whole family, ensuring that everyone can experience the joy of cozying up in Minky's embrace. This fall, let Minky be your companion in creating unforgettable moments. Wrap yourself in comfort, share love, and relish the essence of the season. Minky Blankets, where warmth meets love in every color for every moment. Fall into one of our Minky Couture stores or visit us online at minkycouture.com. Yo, yo, what is up, folks? It's your boy, Sports PSP. Welcome to an episode of Commander's Demand. Today on Commander's Demand, we're going to talk about some NFL stuff. My expectations for the Commanders this upcoming preseason. Ron Rivera, the comments that he made about Eric Bieniemy about some players being a little too concerned about his intensity. And, of course, Albert Hainsworth's comments about former players such as Chris Cooley, D'Angelo Hall, and Clint Portis. And much more. It's all going to be on the sport. It's all going to be on Commander's Demand. Go check it out. You're watching Commander's Demand with your host, Sports PSP, exclusively on the Grid Network. Yo, what is up, folks? It's your boy, Sports PSP. Welcome to another episode of Commander's Demand. As you all know, folks, it's a podcast in which your boy, Sports PSP, discusses things surrounding the Washington Commanders. Man, hope everyone's enjoying a fantastic, wonderful Wednesday night. Hope everyone is enjoying their day. Man, folks, a couple of days later until we have some preseason football. And I want to talk about the preseason, folks. I want to talk about my expectations for the Washington Commanders for the preseason. Now, of course, it's going to lead to the quarterback situation between Sam Howell and Jacoby Brissett. And our first preseason game will be on Friday, August 11th, 7.30 p.m. against the Cleveland Browns. My expectations for the Commanders come preseason. Um, this is going to be an opportunity to see who's going to be the starting quarterback, either between Sam Howell or Jacoby Brissett. I believe if Sam Howell plays well enough, then I think he should be the starter. But if he doesn't play particularly too well, meanwhile, Jacoby Brissett has an opportunity and capitalizes and plays well, then I don't think Washington would mind going with Jacoby Brissett. That's my honest opinion. Then there are other things I have to look at regarding the Washington Commanders. I have to look at the offensive line, which is another issue regarding the team. Um, they did draft Stromberg, the offensive lineman out of Arkansas. 
Um, we did lose some pieces on the offensive line. And this is going to be a new year with a new offensive coordinator and one Eric the Enemy. I'll talk about him in just a second. So my expectations, I hope that Sam Howell plays well enough to earn himself the starting job. And if he doesn't, then there's Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett is a very good backup, very likable guy, qual- um, decent starter in the NFL. He's not going to win you a lot of games. He'll win you some games here and there. What I also expect is um, the defense, particularly with Emmanuel Forbes, who we drafted with the 16th overall pick. If he can show us some flashes of what he can be moving forward, because, again, it's still in my head that we did pass up on Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon. But if Emmanuel Forbes can show us what he can be, then I'm cool with that. Then we got to look at the defensive line. I would like to see Chase Young play a series or two in the preseason because I think this has to be a big year for him. He hasn't played football in a while, and injuries has derailed his career so far. I would like to see him play a little bit in the preseason. I would like to see how he feels come preseason, how he feels regarding the expectations, and much more with the team. Um, As for the rest of the team, I would like to see Ron Rivera push and motivate the team. I know for a fact that he is a strong leader. He's a leader of men. He's going to find a way to motivate the team and the defense. So my expectations is Sam Howell, show some flashes of what you can be come preseason. And show people why you think you should be the starter and why you think you should be the guy for the commanders moving forward. And if that's not the case, then there's Jacoby Brissett. I also would like to see Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson to a lesser extent with Eric Bieniemy. It depends on how Eric Bieniemy utilizes the team. Then, of course, with the tight ends. I've been on the record saying that they should have drafted Darnell Washington out of Georgia, but they decided not to go in that direction. I got to see how healthy Logan Thomas is, and I just need to see the improvements with the offensive line and with Chase Young staying healthy. So if that can happen, then I would like to feel very good about my commanders. Um, boy, boy, boy. Um, we gotta talk. There's been a lot of news surrounding the Washington Commanders, and unfortunately, it's for all the wrong reasons. And it's regarding Ron Rivera with the comments that he made about Eric Bieniemy. He told reporters that some of the players were, quote, a little concerned about the enemy's intensity, according to the Washington Post. Um, I'm reading a tweet here from Nikki uh, Jabavala of the Washington Post. Um, Ron Rivera was asked about Eric the enemy. Have the players had to adapt to Eric the enemy's intensity and have any struggled with it at times? Rivera's response was, yeah, they have. And one of the biggest things is that I've had a number of guys come to me and said, hey, just go talk to him. 
understand what he's trying to get across to you. I think as they go and they talk about uh, talk and they listen to him, it's been enlightening for a lot of these guys. I mean, it's a whole different approach. Again, you're getting a different kind of player from a different kind, different kind of player from the players back in the past, especially in light of how things are coming out of college football. So a lot of these young guys, they do struggle with certain things, and a lot of it is from where where they've been. I mean, guys coming from certain programs are used to it. Guys coming from other programs aren't as much. So us as a coach, I kind of have to assimilate and get a feel for everybody. Eric has an approach, and it's the way he does things, and it's not going to change because he believes in it. Jack Del Rio has his approach. Having been a head coach, I think Jack has a tendency to try to figure out guys out a little bit more as opposed to hey this is it this is the way it's going to be that type of stuff eric had eric hasn't had that type of experience and he was asked when they came to you it just felt like eric was riding them too hard he admitted they were a little too concerned this is bad for the washington commanders first of all ron Rivera, this looks bad it makes him look Totally unprofessional and embarrassing. Even if it's true. Okay, even if it's true, why couldn't you handle this behind closed doors? What I also hate about it is that this is going to be, see, another reason. Another reason why people don't think Eric Bieniemy is just not that guy. He doesn't know how to cultivate relationships with some of the players, whether young or old. This is one of the reasons why he's not a head coach in the NFL, besides the fact that he comes from the Andy Reid coaching tree. Look, here's what I will say about EB. EB, I think he has to understand the situation that he's in in Washington. He's in a different organization compared to what he was in Kansas City. So I think he has to do his part on trying to work on having a relationship and helping the younger players. So I think he needs to reel in a little bit. Just a little bit. Not a lot, but a little bit. But at the same time with these young players... Yeah, I've heard um, Booker McFarlane, I think he went on ESPN's Get Up this morning or whatever and basically said that the players are soft. I, I don't, I'm not going to do that, but look, you have to understand EB comes from a no-nonsense background. EB is not trying to find a way to bash or ridicule you or anything like that. He's just trying to get the most out of his players. And this is the type of philosophy that he operates. And he believes this is the type of way that is conducive to help us. And if you're Washington, considering the clown franchise that we've been for far too long, and I got to give credit to my man, Barry, you know, a lot of times he he tells me the one thing and the one thing only. You got to try. You just got to try. Now, sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. But the bottom line is you just got to try. I feel like it's a lot easier said than done. done because sometimes when you try it... The last thing you want to do is embarrass yourself and feel humiliated. But you, you never know unless you try. 
and perhaps with the younger players, look, I, I, I understand EB is his own man. He's old school. He's very intense. But at the same time, he's just—he's not trying to find a way to bash you or ridicule you or anything like that. He's just trying to do it to try to intensify, increase our level of play. And he's also doing the best that he can to help out the franchise. Because with this new ownership and with the coaches, it's all about changing and creating a culture culture that is conducive to helping us win and i don't think eb is hating i don't think he's doing anything to bash or ridicule the players i think ron rivera and he even admitted go look at the recent comments that he made he even he even regretted what he said he even said i put my foot in my mouth and that's what he did and th this is also on ron rivera so he has to accept account of uh, culpability as well because this should have been handled behind closed doors. I think this story is much to do about nothing. I think people are going to use this to knock and criticize Eric Bieniemy, and think this is one of the lame excuses or reasons why he can't be a head coach. So, like I said, totally unprofessional, totally embarrassing on the part of Ron Rivera. And I, I just felt like, why? Why do that? Why admit that? It's just really embarrassing. Um, and with the players, I, again, I, I'm not going to call them soft or anything like that. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I don't know what's, I don't know what it's like to be a professional football player. So who am I to say it? But if you have a problem with Eric Bieniemy, or whatever the case may be, I think it's best that you try to have a conversation with him, try to understand where he's coming from, and vice versa. All this stuff could have been handled behind closed doors. That's all I'm going to say. I, I mean, this is totally embarrassing. I, I, I mean, <laughs> why? Why if you're Ron Rivera? Um, and I think it's totally unfair. And I'm actually glad that some of his former players stood up for Eric Bieniemy. And some of those players I'm referring to is Tyreek Hill. Um, he went on Twitter and he said, man, there is no other coach that has your back like E.B. Take that coaching and get better. We've all been through. It's tough, but I promise you it will make you better. Um, McCole Hartman, who used to play with the Kansas City Chiefs, he's now with the New York Jets. He quoted Hill's post in agreeing writing, quote, I promise. So, And also Jamal Charles, he even tweeted, I love EB. I know he coached different, but I know one thing. He can take another level, though. And EB has said it himself. One thing I am, I am open book. I always invite players in. But also, too, I am going through this process. Yes, I am intense. I would be afraid, to to start. 
if I didn't know me. But on top of that, one thing they do appreciate is this. I'm always going to be upfront and I'm always going to be honest. Just like I started when I first got here. We all get too, we all got to get uncomfortable to get comfortable. There's some new demands and expectations that I expect. I expect us to be the team that we're supposed to be. It's not going to be easy and everybody's not going to like the process. But when it's all said and done with, my job is to make sure that we're doing it the right way and there's a way to do it. Do they understand that? Yes, because they've seen the results. Will everybody buy in? I believe so. But if not, it's okay. Because you know what? My number one job is to help take these guys to get to another level. And I can see it happening. When you think about where we started in the spring to where we are right now, we're making a lot of strides. I'm proud of these guys. Excuse my language, but it's been some good shit to watch. This is an exact quote from Eric Bieniemy. So... Eric Bieniemy, look, one thing about him, he's willing to listen. He's willing to listen, and he's willing to be intent, and he's willing to do whatever it takes to help the team. Sorry if you hear any noise from the background, folks. I'm just my family. But EB is willing to listen, and he's willing to do what he is that is conducive for the team, that is conducive for the organization. He's just trying to get the most out of these players. And if you're the players, you need that. It can't just be a good, it can't just be good cops. Sometimes you need bad cops. Sometimes you need people to hold you accountable. Sometimes you need people to make uh, keep you in check because how else are you going to grow and evolve? How else? So I think that's the best way in order for Eric Bieniemy. Um, the players, I, I think they're taking it the wrong way if they feel a little too concerned. EB's willing to listen. If you have a problem with him, just talk to him. But bottom line, Eric, uh, Ron Rivera, he totally mishandled the situation. So that's all I'm going to leave it at that. Meanwhile, folks, um, let's talk about something else. We got to talk about... I really didn't want to talk before I talk about Albert Hainsworth. I have to talk about Colin Cowherd. Now, why is Colin Cowherd relevant in terms of commander's demand? The other day, he did a topic about quarterbacks that couldn't win a Super Bowl. Former and present quarterbacks. One of the quarterbacks that he mentioned was Dwayne Haskins Jr. Dwayne Haskins passed away more than a year ago. I think he was 24 or 25 years old at the time. Used to play for the Washington uh, football team. Was drafted, I think, with the 15th, 16th overall pick was in the 2019 NFL Draft. Only lasted two years with Washington. He later goes to Pittsburgh, plays with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And um, unfortunately, life cut short at the age of 24 years old. My problem with Callan Cowherd is, why bring up Dwayne Haskins? Dwayne Haskins, unfortunately, is no longer here. 
Yes, I get it that his career didn't pan out the way it did. But if you're Colin Cowherd, if you are the producers, the president of Fox Sports 1 or anyone on Fox Sports 1, before you went on the air and actually discussed that topic, couldn't you at least take the time and say, nah, we're not going to bring up Dwayne Haskins. And that's the problem that I have with this when when it comes to Callum Cowherd and FS1. That was totally insensitive. That was totally irresponsible. You mean you couldn't at least take the time before you went on the air and say, wait a minute, maybe we shouldn't do this. We shouldn't talk about Dwayne Haskins in this fashion. His career, I mean, he's no longer with us anymore. It's best that we could we could talk about the subject, just not include his name, because we all know how bad it's going to look, and it did. He looked horrible, in my opinion, because Dwayne Haskins is no longer with us anymore. Yes, I get it. His career didn't pan out the way it did in Washington, and but 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 why bring it up? Knowing that he's no longer with us anymore, if you're Colin Cowherd and if you're Fox Sports, why? You could have at least just take the time and say, wait a minute. We could talk about the subject. We don't have to bring up Dwayne Haskins. Considering what happened to him. And if we talk about it, talk about him like this way, we're going to get a lot of controversy. And they did. As for further consequences, um, what should happen to Callan Cowherd? Do I believe he's going to lose his job? The answer is no. No, I do not believe for a second he will lose his job. And the reason why he will not lose his job is because, look, just like Skip Bayless, he has an enormous platform. He has a huge platform. And with Fox Sports, production and tolerance. When the production is high, so is the tolerance. And because, just like Skip Bayless, Callan Cowherd is going to say, is stay on Fox Sports. I don't believe he's going to get fired. I, 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 I don't see him losing his job or anything like that. Because look, let's look at Skip Bayless for an example. Since I brought up Skip Bayless. Do you remember the irresponsible comments, the insensitive comments Skip Bayless made about Dak Prescott a couple of years ago about his mental health, his anxiety? And think of what Dak Prescott had to go through, you know, losing his brother, you know, years before he, he lost his mom. And for Skip Bayless to say that, I, I thought it was incredibly irresponsible and insensitive. And of course, no one is ever going to forget what happened with DeMar Hamlin and, of course, Skip Bayless's tweet about the situation, which ultimately pissed Shannon Sharp off. Shannon Sharp didn't come to work the next day. And then the day after that, he's giving his monologue. He says, you know, although I disagree with Skip's tweet and hopefully I'm going to take it down. Skip said, time out. I'm not going to take down the tweet because I stand by it. And Shannon was pissed off. And you could just tell from that point. Something terrible was going to happen. 
I don't believe Colin Cowherd will get punished. Um, but I really do want him to learn a very valuable lesson. I thought how the way he handled, he approached this topic was totally irresponsible and insensitive. He could have talked about this. If he wanted to say these are current quarterbacks or former quarterbacks that can't win a Super Bowl, if he would have done that and not mentioned Dwayne Haskins' name, given what happened to him, then I don't believe there would have been major backlash or controversy. But that's what happened. And um, this was a horrible look for Callan Cowherd and for Fox Sports 1. Bottom line. And um, folks, to wrap up the rest of the show, you know... Albert Hainsworth, he did an interview with Clay Travis on OutKick. And um, let me, he spoke about Dan Snyder, the former disgraced owner of the Washington team. Let me show you the quote in which he said. This is what Albert Hainsworth had to say about Dan Snyder. We were like super cool. Hainsworth, who signed a $100 million deal with the franchise back in 2009, he told OutKicks, everyone's like, Dan's an asshole, whatever, but he's not. Everyone's like, he ruined Washington, D.C., he ruined the commanders. This guy, who, who he was, he loved Washington. He liked watching every practice. He's doing all that stuff. Um. So what are my thoughts? in what he had to say about Dan Snyder. First of all, you're not going to say shit to anybody, especially somebody who was foolishly enough to give you $100 million. The reason why Dan Snyder, Albert Hainsworth, gave you all that money is because you were coming off back-to-back first-team All-Pro and Pro Bowl seasons in your last two years in Tennessee. Perhaps, you know what, Dan Snyder paid you a shit ton of money at the time seven year let me um see if i could find the contract for albert hainsworth i don't know if i have it but i do know for a fact it's seven years 100 million dollars 41 million guaranteed yep right here washington signed albert hainsworth in 2009 to a seven year 100 million dollar contract including 41 million dollars guaranteed And let me also show you some of the stats Albert Hainsworth produced during his time with the Washington Commanders. In 2009, four sacks, 37 combined tackles, 29 solo tackles, eight assisted tackles. In 2010, he had two and a half sacks, 16 combined tackles, 13 solo tackles, three assisted tackles. Albert Hainsworth, during his time in Washington, was pitiful. And to make matters worse about the situation, he criticized some former football players during his time with Washington. And those football players that I'm referring to are Chris Cooley, Clinton Portis, and D'Angelo Hall. Let me read you the exact quote from Albert Hainsworth. 
in that locker room, it was a joke. I got a couple of guys that I still talk to, but most of them are trash. They'd be talking, they'd be talking coming out of the tunnel, what club they were going to, and they got a table, and it's the ones that be chirping, be like chirping, talking about me. You know, I'm just like, dude, I can call you out about all the stuff that you guys were doing. So don't even like bring my name into it. Yet it's all of them like D'Angelo, Clint Portis, Chris Cooley. They're a joke. They belong in Washington because they are what the team represented back then, which is trash. That was an exact quote from Albert Hainsworth. That is what he said on OutKick. So, my take on Albert Hainsworth and what he had to say about the players. That's bullshit. Everything that he said was pure bullshit. Albert, if anybody who was trash, and I showed you the stats of what you were producing in Washington, it was you. Everyone remembers Albert during your time in Washington with the failed physicals. You were lazy. You did not take your football career in Washington all that seriously. Bottom line, these are facts. It's not fabricated at all. These are facts. During your two years in Washington, you were a joke. We paid you that amount of money. Dan Snyder gave you a shitload of money because we thought we were going to get a difference maker, not only for our defense, but for the franchise. Perhaps there's a reason why Tennessee did not want to give you that money. Because they looked at what you did throughout your career in Tennessee. Does anyone remember the game against the Dallas Cowboys in which Albert Hainsworth stomped Andre Garrard in the face without a helmet. They probably saw what, what type of a person that you were in Tennessee, and they felt like more trouble than what he's worth. If you give people money, and see, that's the thing with money, folks. If you give people money, it doesn't, cha it doesn't change them. Makes you more than what you already are. Look at Antonio Brown for an example. When the Steelers gave him the money, he became more than what he uh, more trouble than what he's worth. And that's what Albert Hainsworth was. And when it comes to free agency, Albert Hainsworth, he, you are the poster boy of free agent bust. NFL Films, they did a video on YouTube. They said Washington is the worst when it comes to free agent free agents uh, signings. And we've had some bad ones. And Deion Sanders and Bruce Smith, they were well past their prime. There were Adam Archuleta. There were Antoine Randall L. But you, by far, without hesitation, you are the worst. Amongst all of them, you were the worst. So period, end of story. You are the last person on earth to be talking trash about somebody. And the reason why you attack Chris Cooley, let me show you a quote from Chris Cooley. Oh, oh I'm sorry. This is the wrong quote right here. I, I apologize. Let me show you an exact quote from Chris Cooley. His goal from the get-go was to take 
that money. This is what Chris Cooley said on WTEMAM via the Washington Post. He also indicated to many players on the team that his new goal was to get released as soon as possible. Sign another maybe $10, $12 million contract. That's verbatim. Go somewhere, play for a year, and probably get released. And keep that money too. This was open knowledge among many players in the locker room that his goal was basically to take money. And Cooley even admitted that Hainsworth was an awful human being. Perhaps that's another reason why you attack Chris Cooley. Another reason why you attack D'Angelo Russell, uh, I'm sorry, D'Angelo Hall and Clinton Portis. Go type in YouTube. Go type in YouTube right now. There's a video in which D'Angelo Hall and Clinton Portis, and to a lesser extent, Santana Moss, talked about how Albert Hainsworth, this was September 27th, 2009. This was week three of the regular football season. This was Albert Hainsworth's first year against the Detroit Lions. Detroit won that game, I think it was 19-14. to Reason why that game was so important, not only was Detroit's first win of that year, it was their first win in over a year because the previous year, in 2008, they were 0-16. They ended up getting the number one overall pick and drafted Matthew Stafford out of Georgia. The reason why you had no problem bringing up D'Angelo Hall and Clinton Portis, because they talked about how you faked an injury, Albert. Go look at that game in which you were carted off with a stretcher. And D'Angelo Hall, Clinton Portis, other players, they were praying. They were making sure that you were okay. And D'Angelo Hall talked about how do you go from getting carted off a stretcher and then saying you're like Willis Reed in the garden, coming out of the garden and playing. And Clinton Portis, from there, he was like, I'm done. I'm done with my NFL career. I'm done playing football. I'm done. I can't take this no more. Go on YouTube and see it for yourself. (coughs) Sorry, folks. I almost lost my voice real quick. But Albert Hainsworth is the joke. He was the joke during his time in Washington, folks. For anybody to be talking trash about anyone You, Albert? And let's not forget the Monday night football game in your second to last year in Washington. That was the game in which the Philadelphia Eagles traveled on the road and demolished uh, Washington. On third and goal, it was like in the third quarter. Michael Vick at the time, he was rolling to his right, escaping out of the pocket. He later connected on to Jesse Avant on a touchdown pass on third and goal. And during the play, three, five seconds, it's on YouTube, folks. Go look at it and see for yourself. Albert Hainsworth is literally on the ground for like three, five seconds and not giving effort. Even John Gruden, who used to work on ESPN on Monday Night Football, criticized Albert Hainsworth for that. And you have the nerve, the audacity to say that they were trash. And, and use the term joke? You? When it comes to free agent bus, you the poster boy? You are just a, you are, you, you, when it comes to free agency, you are the Jamarcus Russell of free agency. Because what did we get in two years? 
Nothing. We didn't get Pro Bowls. We didn't get first-team All-Pro production. We got a dude who was basically lazy and did not take his football career as seriously as he should have. Period. And you saying this stuff, man? Come on. Albert Hainsworth, to listen to this dude, is, is ridiculous. It's nonsensical. I don't even know... Does he realize how ridiculous that sounds? Yeah, uh, look, I understand. Look, the only thing I will defend Albert Hainsworth is this. He talked about his time with Mike Shanahan, how he didn't like to go from a, uh, how he went from a 4-3 to a 3-4 defense. That's the only thing I will defend Albert Hainsworth in that regard. Because when he played at a 4-3, you were getting the most production out of Albert Hainsworth. So I will understand he went from a 4-3 to a 3-4. But Albert Hainsworth, you to criticize and trash people. When all three of those players were respected, they played their butts off, they did what they could. You, you were lazy. You were out of shape. We all know the stories about you failing your physicals and your tests. You? You, I, 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 I mean, it, it's just laughable that he would say something like this. I mean, it is embarrassing. I, I, I mean, he, he makes literally no sense with what he's saying. Literally none. Absolutely, he makes no sense whatsoever. He embarrassed himself. I mean, if you are a Washington fan like I am, you should be deeply embarrassed and insulted. I, I I cannot believe he would insult Washington fans like this. My intelligence is insulted. So, um, I mean, I mean, it, it, it's it, it's a joke, man. Listening to this dude talk, hearing what he had to say about that team, you got paid, man. You got paid. You got paid like a top preeminent defensive tackle, and this was the type of production that you gave us. And you didn't change the culture. If anything, you just made the franchise even worse. And you are the epitome of an embarrassment throughout your time in Washington, Albert. It's laughable. It's laughable. It's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's nonsensical. I, I mean, my intelligence is insulted. Because I had to sit there and listen to all this garbage this man spewed and to attack all those three players. Now, again, whatever, now listen, I don't care about your relationship with Dan Snyder. That's how you feel. If you still want to have a relationship with Dan Snyder, hey, by all means, do what you got to do. But to attack those three players, bullshit. So anyway, folks. That's how I feel about the whole situation with Albert Hainsworth. And um, that concludes the rest of Commander's Demand. Folks, I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, the expectations for the team. Look, this is going, I mean, the preseason, I got to see how well Sam Howell plays. Um, Sam Howell has a lot to prove in the preseason in order for him to get his job. Um. Like I said with Ron Rivera, I felt like Ron Rivera totally was unprofessional by airing out the comments made by the players. 
and that's about it. And I thought Albert Hainsworth, what he said was ridiculous and laughable. So that's all I'm going to leave it on, folks. But as you know where to find me, folks, Sports PSP. Please go like and subscribe to my YouTube channel, as well as my Instagram, Sports PSP, as well as my TikTok, Sports PSP3. Also, folks, next week I will come, I will discuss the commanders i will discuss about the preseason game against the cleveland browns i'm going to discuss what i've seen um hopefully i'll probably do like a live section of the game who knows what's going to happen but folks i appreciate y'all taking the time to listen to the podcast and folks god bless man enjoy your wednesday evening and much more Vengan todos a la venta para amigos y familiares de JCPenney hasta el domingo. Usa el cupón de 30% extra en la tienda y llena tu carrito con estilo y ahorros. Y obtén hasta 60% de descuento en joyería fina y de moda. Además, ahorra hasta 40% en ropa elegante para toda la familia. Compren juntos y luzcan de lo mejor este otoño. JCPenney, vale la pena. Selección de estilos, aplican exclusiones. Cupón y oferta de ropa válidos hasta el 8 de octubre. Oferta de joyería válida hasta el 22 de octubre. Detalles en la tienda jcp.com.